0: happy new year to every single one of you listening to me yes i know i literally i have literally been off podcasting for like a month plus and that's because of so many things that have been going on at the beginning of the year i was not really feeling the vibe to you know start this podcast In that same time, I was trying to restructure. In that same time, I was trying to rebrand and, you know, change some things around the podcast. And I'm very, very sure that by now you've noticed that the logo has even changed. The handles have changed. I'm now available on more platforms. I'm currently available on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And, you know, I'm trying to even expand more. And there's still so many things that I have in my book we are making plans that i have not even executed yet and i was also thinking of the different kind of episodes to give to you guys i was thinking of so many things to do for you guys but i had to just start this podcast because i've been off for so long and that is why i decided to start on a good note mental health is something that is very very important mental health is something that should always be talked about mental health is a topic that cannot be overemphasized And that is why I decided to start this episode by inviting a guest to my podcast, Tinta. She's going to be on this podcast to have a conversation with me. And we both talked about mental health. Not just talking about mental health and and enlightening you on why mental health is important. But we also went ahead to talk about how to handle, you know, stress. Because stress is a very huge factor when it comes to the state of your mental health. And with that being said, sit back, relax. I am going to be more consistent now. I'm going to be putting out more episodes. So please sit and relax and let's jump right into today's episode. So um can you introduce yourself to my guests,
1: okay good evening everyone thank you for having me here yes. um my name my full name is tinta i washington but you can just call me ajay washington yes um i'm right. the current myth Nigerian international culture and yeah i'll be discussing health with you really excited to be here
0: that's nice that's nice first of all congratulations on on being Miss Nigeria International Culture. And also, like, you know, first of all, when, when I when I saw your name, I was like, is she even Nigerian? Because when I saw Washington, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't think I've seen any Nigerian with that name, Washington. <laughs> like I was I was really curious. Like, are you are you fully Nigerian or maybe it's mixed or
1: <laughs> well, yes, I am fully Nigerian. Um I'm from those state actually, and my mom is from any state. So yes proudly and fully nigerian wow. <laughs> so i get
0: that a i get that a yeah definitely definitely call, it, um, call it your name definitely you get that but but it's actually really nice um so thank first you first of all yeah first of all when you reached out to me talking about to talk about the topic mental health i quickly accepted it because i feel like mental health is something that cannot be overemphasized like, I feel it needs to be True. talked about on a constant basis, especially with the kind of time or times we are in where we are constantly bombarded with a lot of information. And a lot of people go through things like anxiety, depression. Um, a lot of people are overthinkers in this time. Like, so many things are happening, and <laughs> it all starts from our heads, yeah. which is uh, the mental okay. side. Of us as a human being. But I'm actually curious, like before we even go talk about anything, I'm curious, like what made you start talking about this topic of what you did decide to become an advocate for mental health in
1: general? Um, okay, I I would say I've I've encountered a lot of persons that suffer from different forms of mental health disorder. And I, I have a personal story actually. I had someone very dear, a close relative of mine, who was greatly affected. Like when I mean greatly affected, it, it practically took a toll on everybody. Like, like wow. she just found a way to just radiate the whole thing out there. I don't know if you get yeah. So, and and we didn't know, we didn't know for most of the time she suffered. We didn't know what it was. We just had this typical inner eh, stress. It... <laughs> can can you hear me?
0: I don't know like, for, you for, for, me? for for like t- for like ten seconds the stuff just completely went funny i couldn't really hear you well oh, okay. anymore
1: oh okay but are you with me now can you hear me
0: now? yeah yeah i can hear you now oh, i know okay. you stopped. where i stopped okay. hear you from was when you said something about her going overboard and you're thinking stress and that's why i basically stopped yeah hearing.
1: yeah she was like it was all dramatic and really funny like okay. seriously they were extreme um emotional what do you what should i call it right now there were emotional tantrums there were different things like it was crazy okay she had yeah. very bad mood swings the self-esteem wow. was almost on a low every time and this was someone that had to like she was really brilliant and at some point she even had to defer. yeah she had to wow. defer her program in university so it was crazy for those of us that knew like This is somebody that's so bright, all vibes and all, and she just goes down and we're still here talking stress. Do you understand my point? Yeah. So it was was, um, a close friend of ours who was in the medical field at that time. He was studying um, medicine back then. So he came out and he was like, you guys are just looking at this thing. One day, one day, you all just start talking gone too soon and we're like, wow, okay. This is bad, and it was actually getting there because she had already started showing signs of suicidal inclinations. It was wow. it was all there. Yes, this minute she's talking to herself and she tells you, "No, I'm, someone is actually talking to me. There are people. There are voices in my head." And so I was like, "Okay, oh. okay." <laughs> You're <laughs> actually very scared. with. went so I I <laughs> I can tell you, like, it took a lot from all of us around her. And I can tell you that there's everything that we even suffered from the stress. <laughs> so, yeah. so from that point, that wow. was back in 2016. We, we found out in 2016, this was like two, three years after everything. So you can understand the battle. So yeah. after we now realized it was, she started going through therapy and all of that. And that was when I was like, like all right, like if I had someone close, Could suffer this thing, and I felt it this greatly like it was scary, very scary. Then there are people out there who are probably suffering this in different forms, however, the forms could be worse, it could be, it could not.
0: So, guys, um, sorry for the um break in the whole record in the whole interview. So apparently i had some network issues so i had to call it out or cut it short and start again so just a quick summary of what we've been talking about i have a special guest to me her name is tinta she is miss nigeria International culture 2021 and she's also a mental health advocate and i asked her a question previously i asked her um the reason why she decided to become a mental health advocate and she is basically talking about or she was basically talking about a story or giving her own experience of someone that was close to her that had a particular issue I she was basically trying to explain that this person was dealing with some particular disorder that at first they were thinking just normal stress but at some point they got to realize that it was actually a very huge problem so uh Tinta, can you um continue from where you stopped. I know you stopped at talking uh, about
1: okay.
0: how the doctor friend of yours spoke to you and was like, yo, yeah. this girl actually has a problem. So, um, yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, so am I from there? glory be to God for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like I'm definitely. trying to or
1: anything, but if not for him, there's every tendency that I would have lost my cousin.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand that.
1: So, we even typical occasional stress and all of that it was more than that I mean she was having all sorts as at this point as at this point it had got really crazy there are now hallucinations um muttered speech there was is there any word more than anxiety like for no reason she could just up and get so very scared and all of that her anger issues were uncontrollable are you with me
0: yeah i'm I'm with you i'm hearing you
1: okay so her anger issues were uncontrollable the whole self-esteem thing and all of that and societal inclinations have started to set in like she 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 just felt she needed to take herself out of the picture okay so it was already very bad who knows who knows any time from then we might have actually lost her so thank god for knowledge and that was when i realized like i said earlier that, okay, there are people out there that were suffering this kind of thing, maybe in um, worse situations or not, but they were there. And just for lack of knowledge, they didn't know what they were suffering from. At a point, she yeah. didn't even know what, that she was, she was, she was ill. Okay. She didn't know that, okay, yeah. this was no offense to anybody, but she didn't know that she was going through an issue. All right. Until people yeah. like, not just people, until this particular friend of ours actually pointed it out and then we saw the light let me put it that way because she didn't know at least if she had known she would have complained about it she didn't know we didn't know so we just assumed that okay you know what last last she would do all right but no and we have many people out there who have actually lost the fight and and so i i I took it up from that point that okay yes i would do everything possible within my power to like just even if it's to spread the word, knowledge is power. Yeah. So it goes a long way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And you know, when you talked about this, I remember a friend of mine that I also spoke to that also kind of not I would the person's situation was not as extreme as this, but I know yeah. uh, the person had to defer for like a year and she was telling me yeah. that she was going through depression. And I was asking her, like, what exactly happened? Like, she was not even able to kind of put a finger on where the whole thing started from. But she started feeling the kind of way, she was always sad. And at some point, she she stopped eating that much, started losing appetite. And before she finally got home and went to the hospital, then, you know, eventually told her that, okay, you're going through depression. And Impressive. that was when I even came to realize that depression is actually a sickness. <laughs> like it's it actually is. a it sickness is. because I used to just think that when someone says that oh that depression, I just feel like oh the person is just you know down, just discouraged, yeah. just sad. Yeah. I didn't know right. that there's an extreme, um, there's an extreme situation where you have to actually take drugs mm-hmm. or you have to actually see a doctor or therapist. Yeah. But yeah. I wanted to actually know, yeah, because. I think at this point in time, anyone listening to me understands what mental health is all about and they know or they have an idea of why it's important. And like I said at the beginning, that if your mental health is on the wrong side, it's going to literally affect every single thing about you because yeah. that is what controls your physical being. If your mental if yeah. you if you're not seen up there, there's no way you can live normally. And so it's very, very important for us to put a lot of focus on the mental side of us as human beings. But I wanted to, I wanted to ask here, so um, so uh, in this time and age, there are a lot of things that make someone have some kind of mental disorder. Whether it's depression or anxiety or some other disorders that are out there that I might not even know about. But what do you think are some of those issues or some of the root causes that lead to those points?
1: Okay, um, actually I think it it differs. It depends on yeah. the person. Because um mental triggers and although they're there, okay, they are common mental triggers, but it necessarily doesn't um, work with everybody. What could trigger my um, mental like what could trigger me to go like depressive or something might not yeah. necessarily be the same thing that trigger you. Or the next person, so I feel like it's it's actually from a um um personal perspective, okay. But if we should look at it, um, there are different there are different things that could actually just get somebody out of the way in their head. I mean, from yeah. the economy yeah. to family to um things going on sh- social affairs around you. I mean, um, we had a situation. We had the whole country actually had um a situation. That was so bad as that 2020. I mean, COVID happened, yeah. um, NSAS happened. Even the whole it world on best. Yes, on the whole world. But I'm I'm coming from the Nigeria perspective, not our country. Yeah. So, like even up to social media actually triggered some people to go depressive. Okay, so it could be anything yeah. at all. We just we just have to understand ourselves and know when we get it tick or not. So it could be lack of money like that's very very important True. everybody needs uh that one is that one is very
0: short
1: <laughs> sure. you understand so there are some people that come out and tell you that um they started having mental problems because of how they were treated at home All right people yeah. that come from broken homes they they there are usually yeah. very high statistics that show that um there's every tendency that you suffer a mental health issue at some point if you're from a broken home yeah. no offense to anybody again some of us don't even need to some people don't even need to come from a broken home like just the whole idea of um parental abuse we don't understand the the um influence of um of parents and adults when i mean adults now anybody that's probably guiding you or older than you we don't understand how influential it can be when it comes to our mental health i mean um when when you have a child for example so Is constantly exposed to um, verbal abuse, oral abuse from the, the mom or the dad. That child could actually suffer some sort of mental distress. Okay? You yeah. have, especially in our society where it's not like they do it intentionally. They actually do it out of care. You see some parents be like, um, um, go away, you're good for nothing. They're actually not trying to say that they're a child. They're just rebuking them, okay? But... Yeah. Such things actually lay a foundation for something bigger, something wilder up in the child's head. Then you now have the whole idea of comparison. So it could be anything at all, anything. Um, but we just have to look at it from a very deep personal perspective. that's that's what I think actually
0: yeah yeah i think i think what you said is very very true and i think that is also going to lead to like the next thing i talk about on the different aspects of our lives and how yeah. and the different roles that they play in affecting our mental health and starting from the main one which is parenting I, I i can't i think this year will be the year where i will spend more time talking about parenting because people do not understand <laughs> how deep parenting yeah. or the kind of family yeah. you come out from can affect everything about you. And it's so funny how your own case might not even be you getting depressed or you being suicidal. It might just yeah. be a whole shit in your mindset totally that yeah. now affects the yeah. way you have the way you deal with other people that can now make those yeah. people have those disorders. You yourself might not have the disorder, but because of the kind of mindset and the kind of uh, mentality that you have, the kind of things that you do to people might make them have those kind of disorders. So that that's right the reason why they talk about, you know, that whole parenting thing, because when the culture where a lot of people talk about things like, you know, uh, when your child messes up, flog the hell out of that child, <laughs> beating us <laughs> out to of that child. Now you talked about physical, uh, you talked about, you talked about, um, um verbal abuse There's a people that face both yeah. verbal, both physical, physical emotional, violence. everything. They face everything. And you see them, uh, you see how it now affects them moving forward. Like literally, I listened to an episode yesterday from a fellow podcaster that um, that talked about vulnerability like like yesterday or the day before yesterday. Um, you guys can go and check out that episode, the Fikemi the Podcast, it talked about vulnerability. And I listened to the episode and she talked about how um, you know she wasn't always vulnerable and she talked about her issues with being vulnerable and how she started getting vulnerable. And I was just speaking to her, trying to make understand a different perspective on this whole vulnerability thing. Actually, when it even comes to the most important part, which is being vulnerable with God. And I was like, mm. yo, do you realize that when we are being born into this world, the first people that we see as a physical representation of God is our parents.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: The I way they me. treat us, the way they treat us and the way, and the kind of behavior they have towards us will literally shape the way you think of your spiritual father which is God.
1: Yes.
0: If your parents are the kind of people that were very strict, you would think God's that kind of person. If your parents are the kind of people <laughs> that that's never put focus on you, you would think your father is that kind of person. If your parents are the kind of people that when you do something very little they spank, they beats, they shout, you would even be scared of messing up because you feel I like tell God you. punish you immediately. And people do yeah. you not know, like, and it's not funny how I've never, like, I, the way I understand this thing is I've never taken any course. Neither have I kind of listened to anybody talk about these things. But for some reason, I just fully understand how, you know, parenting really affects a child. And I told her that, look, imagine I'm born into a strict home and you can't be vulnerable with the person that is above you at that point in time, which are your parents. How the hell would you be vulnerable with someone that you don't even see, that you've read your Bible? Mm-hmm. And the funny part, imagine you're not born into a Christian home. And you have parents that are strict and at the same time, they are Christian and at I the know, same time, right? they give you that yeah. they give you that, um, that notion of, <laughs> oh, look, they'll read the Bible and tell you that ah, when you commit one little sin or one sin at all, <laughs> you're finished. Like that kind of perspective yeah. they've given you for like yeah. the first five, six, 10, 15 years of your life. And literally you grow up with that mentality. And what happens next? That, you see yourself yes. not being vulnerable to them. You see yourself not being vulnerable to anybody that's above you. So even your teacher, you can't be vulnerable to your teacher. Even uh, your boss at work, you see it affecting you again. Now, you could be vulnerable to your peers because you know your peers can't do anything to you. They can't beat you. Mm -hmm. But it now becomes worse Mm -hmm. if you fell into um, a a, a situation where your peers bullied you, meaning that they've messed with your full self-esteem which now becomes a huge problem. So like, that is just one of the roles, right? On the parenting side. But there's a lot of people that come from very good homes, but at the end of the day, when they go into school or boarding school, some things happen there that also affect them. So like, I've talked about the role of parenting. Let's talk about the role of school or... Yeah, let's talk about the role of school, especially that whole boarding school system. Let's talk about that. What do you think is the role of the body school system because i'm trying to take it down from the roots going desktop, up
1: yes from yeah from the from
0: the part. yeah from parents to the school then down to your workplace your friends and moving forward so um ah. do you have anything you want to add on the parents side before going into how school affects um, affect like, affect? No, i
1: think i think you said everything you said everything um, we should. I, I feel like it's really important for parents to get to understand that their children are also human beings, and um, most of the time, what they what they put down on them actually lives on with them. Yeah. Um, I, I I read something where um, the writer was actually talking about how parents should actually be careful how they live their lives before they become parents because the way they've lived their life could actually influence or determine how they get to um treat their children okay some parents want to correct a mistake they made in their earlier stages through their children and so they become um unnecessarily paranoid and they take it out on the children and then you find out that one way or the other, the children is so, the children get to suffer from something different because of the treatment they had from their parents. So, I feel like it's it's a matter of um, not just being conscious, but being um, responsible, okay? Understanding that we're not just dealing with they're not just our children, they're just human beings. They're human beings as well in just yeah. smaller versions of ourselves. So, it's it also boils down to um, treat them the way you have wanted to be treated. Do you understand?
0: yeah very true
1: because most of the time if if we should switch places i don't think our parents actually like <laughs> i don't think our parents yeah. actually like getting treated the way they tend to treat us sometimes so it's a matter very of true. just being careful it's a matter of being careful and then um coming down to the school sector the educational sector um yeah. for my um Early school years, my primary kindergarten. Okay, I didn't attend kindergarten, so we moved. From my primary school, yeah, I, I didn't attend kindergarten. Um, so from my primary school to my secondary school, I actually attended day school. All right. In as much as I had okay. friends who attended the boarding school and everything, and you, I feel like those who attended the boarding school, they had like first, um, they had prior experience to how university was going to be. All right. And then there's this thing that they say about university it's like um it's actually the training ground for the real life all right because in as much as you have students who go from home to receive their classes majority of institutions all right so during that time they actually learn the whole the whole idea, some will, some will be like, okay, a freedom is a two-sided, um, two-edged sword, okay, so if you're not careful, yeah. it could actually cut you unknowingly, like, when you're trying to use it against someone, you actually gets to, you get to hurt yourself. So, coming from the yeah. school sector, I think the school sector, in as much as the foundation comes from home, with your parents, the school sector actually builds on that, but then, like you said, we find people who come from really good homes that just become something else in boarding school. Most of yeah. the time, you find out that, okay, let's take bullies, for instance. Um, some research have shown that uh, a bully is actually one with, a, with an esteem problem. Most of the time, they want to convince themselves. I've, I've, I've yeah. actually worked with persons that show this to be true. They bully people just so they look bigger or they feel bigger than those people. They want to convince themselves that oh, I'm something, I have this kind of power within me. I don't know if you understand where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah, and I, I fully understand.
1: They, okay. So I have this, I I have this power. I have I have something to offer. People fear me, so I'm important. That's why they bully people. So they actually have a problem which they feel the solution to is hurting other people and making other people scared of them so now we find out that most of the time even bullies have a problem from home it it shouldn't surprise us that um we if anybody who has an idea of mental health issues mental distress understands that most of the time most victims find it difficult to express themselves they find it so difficult to express themselves they are scared of stigma they're scared of um um getting waved off they're scared of taking taking for being taken for granted sure. okay so all of these factors make them actually just put put whatever they're feeling they keep it to themselves and then they move on in life go to school secondary boarding school um, university and rest of them but that thing is still there it has not been addressed so we start seeing all forms of it so i think most of people most of the people that actually come from good homes also need to be checked like the problem could still be from home or the problem could be just that um, need to uh, need to belong okay it could be that it's, there is actually no problem from home but then when they get to school and they feel like oh okay this is how it's supposed to be Some people feel their their goodwill is is um, foolishness so they want to they want to be part of the smart game okay Some feel oh I'm coming from a very good home with all the discipline and all the everything attached to it um, people are going to see me as naive. All right, so why don't I come out and probably do something that, that shows this. And then we find out that there is now pressure, that pressure to belong. That's, yeah. yes, peer pressure generally. I think peer pressure yeah. starts from there. So that pressure to belong yeah. and all of that, that's setting in. And then you now start seeing vices or vices that could actually be due to distress, all right or could lead to mental distress yes so i feel around that um, school sector it's a matter of um pressure the pressure could be peer pressure and it could be self-pressure that's what some people don't understand so you could have friends people could have people that are not even your friends you just see them and you're like oh my god i have to be part of that Mm league. They are not, they're not, they don't even know whether you exist or not. You are just the one putting the pressure on yourself. It's the same thing with how um social media works for most people Very and true. all of that. So I feel like what happens at this stage of um education, like secondary school, burden or day school, um, university, and all of that is actually pressure. Pressure could actually lead to the whole distress. The next thing you see yourself you're trying to live out of your means and you're getting all depressed as to how to actually attain that life so yeah for me that 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 is it that it's you know that vices like drug abuse um which other one now which other one teenage prostitution and all of that so yes yes rape and the rest so i feel that that's where it comes in.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you spoke about you know, some things that, that are very, very um, true and are also very common. You talked about bullying, you talked about peer pressure. I think peer pressure is like the biggest because even yeah. people that bully, most of the time, it's because <laughs> they are in a group of friends yeah. that are doing the same thing yeah. and because they want to belong or be among the bad guys yeah. clique. They start bullying, and it even becomes worse to the point that they start even they start bullying their own mates, not even their genius yes. now or something, but yes. but even their own mates, like the ones that look like oh they're quiet, or maybe even dealing with low self esteem based on you that know kind of the issue that the issue that they had from home or home. some previous yes. issue that they've had before getting to that point, and you see them um, pressurizing that person because the person is quiet, and at the same time, like I said earlier. They themselves are doing that particular thing to someone else because of, because of or because of a particular mentality or mindset that they have, and they don't know that what they are doing yeah. is indirectly affecting the mental state of that person. Yes. Because that person yes. now grows up to keep being like his self-esteem is already low, but they keep pushing it down and pushing it down. Previous, and you see that this person yes. now, now becomes so timid to the point where it now affects them after they've even left university. Like even in uni, sure. they, might not be, they might not be bullied in uni, but you see them still being uncomfortable with uni. They can't speak up yeah. for themselves. They they can't um, um open their mouth to talk about oh I don't f- I don't I don't like this or I, I feel this particular way. They can't even express themselves. They now goes all the yeah. way to workplace. Are you reaching now see it affects their relationships? If they're not comfortable with something, they won't talk.
1: They won't talk. you yeah. get?
0: they they won't talk like if they see a red flag and not COVID they won't talk if they see a particular character they won't talk they keep trying to manage it until they now eventually get to the point where they now bust out because at some point you can't keep holding on to those emotions
1: you can't
0: you can't and until one they just bust out and you see the person acting up and everybody's asking questions like where is this coming
1: from why why like, yeah.
0: <laughs> and guess what and guess what the person if if parabensha the person gets married he now takes it back to the children and literally repeats that cycle children
1: again. so you, the circle you understand yes
0: so like that's why i felt that everything all starts back from parenting right and in our parents time in our parents and like our parents didn't understand too many of all these things and i fully understand that most of them had their own traumas that they didn't even know was called trauma like, some of them just felt yes. it's just life yes yes and you know they grew up with that and brought it into our time and the biggest mistake yeah. that we we have any kind of conversation and our generation would have or would do is to grow up have our own children and literally recreate that cycle again
1: Pass it i on think that's to the again. biggest
0: i think that's the biggest level of disappointment because I, just I like agree. just like the point you we are talking about, you know, this whole physical abuse, verbal abuse, and other kind of things. Me myself, I was like, yo, before I talk about having children, I need to fully, fully understand what it takes to train a child.
1: Yes. Um, yes, yes.
0: I need to understand that because you know a lot of people, like our parents, they do that thing a lot. When they say mm-hmm. things like train up a child in the way it should go, that when he's old, he won't mm-hmm. depart from it. But they don't really understand that training a child. Like, the things you do in a child, like, between the age of one and six, seven, eight, nine, ten. is very, 10 very delicate. Like, the thing that you do in those first ten years of your lives can literally affect the rest of your lives.
1: For the rest of your
0: life. And people do not even understand that. So, like, that now moves into secondary school and, and, and uni and the whole educational um, phase of anyone's life. I feel like what you said is already, it's like... The peer pressure the bullying we all face these yeah. kinds of things and yeah. we then carry that into um the workplace and the workplace to find out know, people, might be very very all right in their family they can be very very all right in school but for you know it, it comes down to the workplace where they maybe be come come across a very messed up boss or a very messed up work environment or a very very toxic work environment and that's affecting their mental health again i see them that's where you see the real stress coming out you see the real coming in, problems in, yes. coming out because you're, you're, you're yes. constantly trying to please your boss you're constantly trying to not yes. be thrown out of out of where you work especially if you're coming from a well, if you come from a point where you're not you're not coming from a comfortable background and you're literally trying to struggle to make ends meet you're literally dealing with plenty of problems, you don't want to get well, sacked at the same time, you're trying to please your body time, trying to take care of yourself and maybe some family members that you have around you. Like you will definitely have a mental breakdown, you will definitely have mental problems, and that's actually that's exactly the problem that plenty of people that are living in Lagos are facing. So, yeah, like we talk about how uh, they say a lot of people in Lagos are mad, some of them are roaming and things <laughs> like that. But if you look at it, like there are plenty of problems that are going on that that's that going on here that can affect somebody yes. you wake up yes. every morning by five o'clock or six o'clock to get to your workplace that is by eight or nine and and you spend like two hours on the road with traffic coming back in the evening you spend another like two hours or three hours on the road with traffic you're yeah. trying to jump bus you're trying to you're like, dealing with the heat you might be staying in a place that there's no lights and you yes. know you're not still trying to struggle at work. Sometimes you might even stay overtime at work because you're trying to you know, meet up to your target, like when, it, honestly, when it comes to, when it comes to that whole work, work life or work phase of our lives, especially when you're working for a boss that is very messed up or is also dealing yeah. with his own issues, it's, it's very, very difficult. So like, I'm telling you to, like before this stuff
1: I totally runs, agree.
0: runs out, yeah, before this time runs okay. out, can I just need to just tell me what you think about yes. the whole workplace. Then when are done, we can go up and come back to talk about social media. This social media is a very important one.
1: <laughs> okay, um, so um, well, at this stage now, at, at this like the third stage where um, we're addressing, we've gone through parenthood, yeah. we've gone through a lot of things. At, at this stage, like, okay, there's something I want to chip in here. All right, yeah. as far as um mental health is concerned, everybody's mm-hmm. at risk. Everybody, mm-hmm. um, Don't think that because you had a great childhood, loving parents, they're always there, they told you how great you could be, all of those things, it will not affect you. Don't think that because you escaped all the um, blockbuster action film of secondary and university education and all of that, it will not affect you. At, at some point, some people even go as far as experiencing mental distress in their old age it's like this whole mental health thing is really really crazy all right so there is there is nobody that's practically free from it. everybody is, is at risk of this distress some people okay so like what we stated earlier when we were talking about and what could trigger it and how people might yeah. not even know now some of these things yeah. something could happen something could happen way back like way back in your early years, and you just fling it and be like, okay, you know, it's part of life. Let's move. You might not even remember it. And then 20, 30, 40 years later, another thing happens that takes you back there. And you're now going all depressive and everything. That thing was not addressed back then. You just felt, okay, it passed. It's normal. But you didn't know that, oh this could be a potential trigger all right and then you now come down to the workplace and okay take for example you had a dad who always um condemned you no matter what or so the person just didn't have time for you and so the best um you don't even get a compliment in fact the best thing you ever heard your dad say is um you're good for nothing all right you're you're, you're, you're you're so used I mean this is an instance now you're, yeah. you' you are so used to your father's terms you good for nothing and all of that. and then 20 years later, 30 years later, you're now at a workplace where you're trying it's a normal life everything is going well and then all of a sudden something happens as probably not your fault, probably a mistake and your boss comes out and says you good for nothing. Your mind, there's, there's, a, there's a very
0: you said, like that's a PTSD, just comes in immediately.
1: Yes, you understand. Some people don't understand how that thing works, but it's really, really weird because there's a way your mind works. There, there are memories that are stored for decades. If we could live for eons, there are memories that are stored for that long and they are just left in your subconscious or in your own um, unconscious. You really do not even know that they still they're still in a reserve in your mind so when such such thing happens you now see yourself going into it that was a trauma it's just like wounds like physical wound yeah you it's it's yeah. there are some wounds that you if you're not careful they really they close up but they don't heal like the scar actually doesn't go okay so yeah. anything that doesn't takes your mind you. or, or takes yes it, it doesn't so anything and the slightest um the slightest impact on that particular area could actually cause another wound. Do you understand that kind of thing? That's how yeah. the whole mental health thing goes. This is like a how many years gap, and then you just hear something that you are so used to. You're used to the, you got so used to it to the extent that you started believing it yourself oh, I'm good for nothing. And then after how long, your boss comes to tell you, you're good for nothing it's it's actually triggers a new form of trauma and people don't understand what is going on but it could be so bad that you practically see yourself deteriorating because by this time your mind now goes back to that um conviction that oh maybe i am actually not good for nothing i'm actually not good for anything and then you start suffering all some all sorts of signs um before you know what is happening you are unproductive in your workplace. It's just like somebody just opened your mind to something. Okay. You you it has been yeah. there, but you've not been seen it before. I don't know if I'm making sense. So most of yeah, the time. Yeah, making a lot of sense. People could people could actually go th- people could go through um the first two phases of life wonderfully. Mm-hmm. But then it is always important to make sure that there are no hidden um triggers in our minds we have to guard yeah. ourselves of any of these things because you're not hearing situation like he doesn't have any mental distress records from childhood till this period he has been fine yes he has been fine but you don't know what has been going on through that person's life like you don't know what went down and could there could have just been silent triggers all the way there and especially when the person um, fights it off so that they tell themselves, okay, you know what? I'm starting a new leaf, so I don't want to remember. People can actually intentionally deceive themselves. It's it's it. People, it may seem impossible, but it is very possible. You can actually deceive oh. yourself about something. You can actually tell yourself that you know what this thing that actually happened did not happen, and your mind dwells on that. So it takes a whole lot. It takes a whole lot for your mind to um, come back and accept that, oh, it's actually happened. You get All
0: right. So I know um, before we went off and came back, you're talking about how people sometimes go through some particular things and deceive themselves. So yeah. you can yeah. shed more light on that.
1: Okay. Um, In a bit, most of the time, um, the mind does everything possible to shield itself from trauma okay so it's it devices different means of just protecting itself all right from yeah. um deception to dissociation to all other needs yes sometimes one of the means like i mentioned already is deception it's actually okay it's like when you see a picture and you repaint that picture do you understand so yeah. sometimes our mind actually we um, structures experiences. So it could actually sometimes we feel like we erase the entire experience. It never happened. I've met people who you tell them you did this thing, and they tell you, no, I don't remember doing it. It, it takes some time for them to now be like, okay, yes, this happened that was there, do you understand? For them to not like connect the dots and be like, oh, maybe it's actually happened, but I don't remember. And then sometimes you now ask them, it goes as far as, sometimes you ask them, do you remember certain time to certain time? And they're like, okay, that play, that whole time you just mentioned was black. Like there's a time lapse there. I don't know what happened during that time. It's not like they're lying. It's just that their mind, because of the trauma or possible trauma, that they would have experienced or they experienced from that um, situation, their mind found, found a way to like erase, not necessarily erase, say maybe just um, store it somewhere else, somewhere in their subconscious or their unconscious. okay? Because yeah. if they pro- pro- probably continue to dwell on it, it will create a lot of harm for them. Do you understand? So, yeah. one of such means that the mind employs to protect itself is this. Even um, anxiety. Anxiety is actually, anxiety is like a reflex action. It's only the problem when it is now, like, anxiety your body for something. When you're anxious, that gut feeling, sweaty palms, there's a rise in adrenaline and all of that. You're ready for either flight, fight, or freeze. There are three um, um, reactions and those are the three. You're ready to fight, if need be. Some people will fight. Some people will fly, like they'll just run away from the supposed situation. danger or whatever is causing the anxiety. Yes. And then some people will just freeze, like for no reason. They're not, they are, it's 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 called mind paralysis. They just stay there, like they are not moving, they are yeah. not doing nothing, their senses are not responding. So anxiety is actually um um, it's actually something good. If maintained, all right, anxiety is actually, but yeah. by the time it begins to spike that's when there's now a problem. Do you understand? Yes, there was something I I read about stress as well. Stress is actually a response to external pressure. So, yes, when you start feeling stressed, you know that, okay, at this point, I need to pause. But when you are now constantly stressed, oh, my God, there's a problem. So, coming back to the whole workplace thing, I think another thing we have to put into perspective is the fact that we live in a society that has uh this it has a certain status quo that you have to conform to or conform with so if you're not there you feel this pressure to, to make it ahead, that kind of thing your family yeah. is looking up to, to make it your um your family put yourself under pressure because you feel oh, your your classmates or colleagues way back in school are doing better, so you have to do better. And then there's competition at work and all of that, you're scared. Like you said earlier, you're scared, oh my God, I don't want to lose this job and all, all, all of that that is going on. So I feel the mental health, mental distress stems from the way society has painted things to be. It must be like this. So when you start finding yourself doing it otherwise, you're not. I cannot continue like this. I just have to. I don't. You understand?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah,
1: have yeah. to finally beat the competition. And sometimes the competition is never in the next person. It's not your colleague at the next desk. No, the competition is all in your head. Most of the things that we've come to, um, most of the things I've come to realize is that most mental um distress um persons mentally distressed persons have it majorly going on in their head whatever is actually causing their distress is not happening in real life their insecurities the pressure it's all in their head for some reason probably not even known to them so that's that's practically my take on the whole workplace and everything, yeah. And some people just want to keep keep mute, like you said. They just keep it in there. You're doing anything to them, they keep it in there. I think that's the, that's like a flow back to the parental thing, because yeah. we are of the opinion that okay, you can't talk back at your elder, you can't um, correct your elder, especially you can't correct your elder. I mean, anything your yeah. elder does is right. So even exactly. if whatever your elder is doing to you is killing you That that notion that has been instilled ah if i open my mouth and talk like this it's something like a bad child it, it goes on with you and then you yeah. now see your boss and you're like okay hey, you know what i better not talk i don't want to be perceived as bad but like you said it just builds up and builds up and builds up and over time you just explode so yeah. you will still be seen as bad unfortunately because people will not even understand at that point that see you you've been piling it up they just see you as total evil. yeah so yeah yeah yeah
0: what, what you said what, what you said is very true like that workplace like i feel i feel um um there are a lot of things that should be thought about on under that, that workplace thing because yeah. a lot of people work in companies that don't even give a damn about these people about the employees that they have there they don't care they don't care about the mental well-being of that person all they care about is putting the work and deliver results for me putting the work and and increase my profits putting the work and increase sales they don't care about the mental well-being of the employees and that is why i feel when it comes to workplace and mental health like that conversation needs to be talked about more because sometimes we talk about mental health based on a personal level but sometimes when we're in situations where we don't we can't control the person that is affecting our mental health which sometimes can be it can be the workplace and sometimes until you leave that environment that is when you can be seen but apparently you're still in that environment you can't really change anything so i feel that whole conversation needs to needs to be talked about more maybe online on on another podcast episode but workplace and mental health like it's a very 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 huge important thing but coming down to you know before we even talk about social media oh yeah coming down to social media and the role it affects or the role it plays when it comes to our mental health For this episode we're currently recording i was thinking of recording a particular episode talking about um focus and the idea I had for that episode was from a particular video I watched of a particular um, entrepreneur. And it was like one of the yeah. major traits that anybody can have in a time like this is focus. And I was really trying to explain that there's a time when growing up, the only person that you might be listening to is maybe your parents yeah. or maybe one successful person in your community sure. and you didn't have a lot of information like information was very limited and the principles were um and and the principles were just like maybe there only maybe there was just one set of principles that you could use or one yeah. set of rules like there are not plenty of information everywhere but in terms of social media we come to realize that social media is a place where someone can wake up tomorrow and is a life coach someone yeah. can wake up tomorrow yeah. and is a relationship coach Someone can wake up tomorrow and he's the most spiritual person and he knows everything about God and the Bible. Yeah. And we, we are constantly fed with information to the point where you gets overwhelmed. Sure. And you literally now lose focus in the sense that you now you lose so much focus that you don't even understand the principles of each of these areas of our lives. And you know that's one thing that I've talked about before and I keep saying it, that I feel like in every area of our lives there, there are principles that don't change. No matter the amount of philosophies or ideologies that people have that principles that cannot change like for example now when it comes to finances you own we all know that when it comes yeah. to finances it is can you hear me
1: i'm with you i can hear you all
0: right so like as i was saying i said that like when it comes to finances we all know that the principle there is you make money you save the money and you invest the money but the issue yeah. now is a lot of people now have their own ideologies on how do you make money how do you save your money, what are different, there are different rules on yeah. how to save money, there are different, yeah. there are different mediums on where to invest the money, and mm-hmm. a lot of people have their own philosophies, but the three principles there of watching your spendings, watching your savings, and watching where you invest or investing your money are principles yeah. that yeah. cannot change. Nobody can say that, oh there's another way that you make money aside investing it somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. those are principles, and I think that is where we have a problem now in constitutional media. Like I'm not even going to come from, I'm not coming from the angle of people comparing themselves because whether social media was there or not, people always compare themselves
1: based yes, on yes. The pres- yes, ba- based
0: on the people, based on the people that they see around them. So they if I'm in a community where, yeah, if, so if I'm in a community where I'm seeing a lot of rich people, if I'm someone that compared myself, I'll compare myself to those people regardless yes. of social media or not. The only thing is that social media does give me more access to more people. More people. That's just it. Social media does help me yeah. to be able to see more people, both in my community, out my community outside the world at the same time.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So comparison has always been a problem. It just, social media just made it more easy to even compare yourself with someone that you know you, you can never even meet in this life. You, never yes. even see.
1: Yes.
0: you will never even yes. see face to face. So comparison is just out of it. But I think the main problem with social media or any kind of media is the constant uh, pumping of information in our heads. And you get to the point where sometimes you can even see yourself having some kind of messed up mindset based on the amount of things that you've read on Twitter, or you've, you've read yeah. on one blog, or one video that you've watched yeah. on the internet, and it becomes a very huge yeah. problem. There was even yeah. this uh, stuff I read one time, or a podcast I was listening to, and the, le- the lady was like, "The amount of information that our head carries is so much that we literally, like, she I can I can't, I, can't I, I don't know the full details. I can't remember the full details, but she was literally saying okay. that." We could li- we could literally be having like one million bytes of information entering our head, and only processing like maybe 100 MB or 200 MB. That's basically like what I'm trying to true, yeah,
1: true. That
0: true. the amount of information that we process per minute is so little compared to the amount of information that Up goes head. into our head. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's when we now see ourselves having some kind of mindset. I'm asking myself, ah, where is this coming from? Where did these mindset come from? <laughs> where did where did the adult yeah. come from? But because yeah. of what we read or what we've seen. And this also affects our mental states. It affects our mental <laughs> yeah, I mean states too. when there's when, when there's yes. so much constant information coming from here, like especially in business yeah, now. Yeah. Maybe the person, maybe the person is like, "Oh, this is how you should sell to your customers." You're not going to send that person. Person are mm-hmm. like, "Oh, just sell to your customers," and you become so confused mm-hmm. that you don't even know where to start from. That way, that way you now become so overwhelmed. way, yeah. you become so anxious <laughs> and pregnant. All those things now, in return, put you in a place of depression. Yeah. And ask yourself, how did I even get to this point? So you can see that this person. Did not go through a parental problem. This person did not go through True. a school problem. This person might be doing yes. well in his or her work, and the work is completely alright. But social mm. media has affected the way the person thinks about some certain things. Even relationship, yeah. like today, there's nobody like you hardly go on Instagram <laughs> and you do see someone that's posting one quote about relationship. Oh, my mom yes. must do this, <laughs> or my woman must do this, my mom must do this, or my woman yeah. to do this. If my man is not like this, I would not agree. Or maybe it's the constant viewing of bad news you say love us. <laughs> like yeah. people don't people don't understand that blogs know that the more they post negative news the more they get more views in return Attraction, they make money yes yeah you can't yes. see positive news trending you can't see positive news trending you always see news that is negative trending more yeah.
1: so imagine someone yeah. that is
0: online and is following a blog like insta blog constantly fed with this person was arrested this person was this person was caught in drug dealing this person killed on her husband this <laughs> person killed on his wife this person and yeah. these people have divorced you have bombarded that kind of information and it starts affecting your mentality i start thinking oh can someone yes. even have a perfect marriage can someone even have yeah, a perfect relationship yeah. or not perfect but yeah. a good relationship can someone even get married without a time self can someone even have children those kind of things so now, the issue here is not that you're... Meant, like, the issue here is not that you're getting depressed. But the issue here is... Yeah. Your mindset is changing. And it's affecting yeah. the way you behave. And there's something I talk about... Even when you talked about some particular things earlier... About how some, some of your past can affect you. And I think, I could understand is that... There's a kind of trauma that you face. Like, for example, now... Maybe a lady that goes through a very messed up breakup.
1: Yeah. If she
0: has not healed from that thing... If she meets a guy tomorrow... That is even better than that
1: yeah.
0: It might even be difficult for her to accept that person because she might yeah, think that every guy
1: is, is going to same, come and do the same yes, thing. Yes, yes. But we'll,
0: we'll, but we'll still come to that whole topic of healing because that would be a whole segment. But let's just ask you for your own um, very opinion on, on the whole social media and, and how it affects mental health.
1: Okay, Um like, like you, like a summary of everything you said. Now uh, has to do with exposure to it. All right. It has found a way to magnify a lot of things, to inflate a lot of things. But I feel like one of the aspects of our lives that affect our mental space that we actually have a certain level of control to is still the social media. Okay. Yeah. Um, During my. Yes, yes. You can actually control certain things that you take in. Now, um, during my um, training, before I, like my counselor course and everything, one of the self-care tips they'll tell you is go off social media for some time. Sometimes just go offline. Stay offline for a while. It could be even as um, as simple as 24 hours. It doesn't need to be something very long. Dwell on other things. Forget what Twitter is saying. Forget what Facebook has to offer. Forget all the beautiful pictures on Instagram and um, all of that. Just go offline for a while. It helps you um, decluster. So now, you can't go off. When you were a child, you couldn't say you're going off your parents. You can't grow up and say you're going to take a break from school. Eh? in nigeria like right? you know what they're the, going the, the, the to do carrying for going for say i'm not serious they, see, you understand that kind of thing you can't say you finish school you finish service and everything and you won't work they'd remind you that you okay, want, or you want
0: to, you, or to you take you. or you want to take gap year i want to take gap year
1: you understand, <laughs> you understand right well, everything you practically do a typical nigerian mother will remind you hey you need to get a job to start fending for yourself so i think one of the most flexible aspects of our lives one of the like um the the aspects of our life that we can actually control is the social media space you decide what well, there are some people that i know of that they don't follow certain accounts on Instagram. they'll just tell you no i don't want to expose myself to the content that um, um um account has to offer or that page has to offer. I had a friend back uh in service when I'm going through something, especially that um sas period. I'm going through something, yeah. some videos and everything. And when I exclaim, she be like, What is it? You've come again. Don't show me a bigger, a bigger There was also a guy like that too. I assume I'm like, Oh my god, this is happening. Oh my god. And they're like, Can you just take your mind off there? Like you're you're actually exposing yourself to stuff that can ruin your head, and it was true. So these people knew that see their mental space is important, and so they avoided some kind of content. So it's it's yeah. really really that that it's really up to us. We need to find out. We need to understand the importance of our mental well-being, and then we tell ourselves we first of all filter by. Um, Deciding what and what not we get exposed to i mean prevention is better than cure right so it's better yeah. not to see a particular video clip than to see it and then start having start getting depressed for nothing and all of that so that's basically my take on the social media space because you can't stop people from posting what they want to post some people use yeah. social media as a means to um ease themselves ease the tension okay there was a time um, a friend of mine described social and um, twitter precisely he was like you know what everybody on twitter is mad like twitter is a mad country not a mad house so if you are not strong enough don't bother twitter just make it to your facebook it's very okay nobody's disturbing you yeah well, if you're going on twitter know that you're ready to go mad as well because everybody's mad at me this is twitter where you can just post. you can even post good morning the crime you committed by posting good morning <laughs> but then that's a restriction right and everything there are some things they could take up and all of that but people will always be people they will post stuff you can't tell them don't post you can report it later but then you're reporting it means that you have already gone through the content of that post so you know what it is that is why you're reporting it so the best way to um save yourself is actually to most of the time be selective of what you want to be exposed to yes there are times when you bump into things things you don't expect they just come on your feed and everything that's understandable but the ones you use your hands to like follow and interact with is the problem you have to decide whether or not you want to be part of that or better still, just take some time off social media from time to time. I think it's I do that. I do that and because there are some things you see. Say, so take it to me very well and something I'll put out there for anybody to try. So yeah, that's that's basically my take on social media space. Yes. And how it affects us.
0: Um, there's something they talked okay. about you know, about taking uh, about taking breaks on social media. I think that yeah. is also very, very important. And you also made the point that social media is like the only or it's like one of those things that affect our mental health that we can control. Like I can basically control our exposure. Yeah. And the thing is that when it comes to social media, yeah. like, like for me, I knew that, you know, negative news affects me um, deeply sometimes. And the things that I will see or or I watch, I start overthinking it, yeah. or I start thinking about it seriously. And at some point, I can't yeah. remember the time, yeah. but at some point, I just woke up one day, opened my, and Instagram, I even use more, I don't even use Twitter that much. Like, I only open Twitter, because on Twitter, I don't follow a lot of people. Yeah. So, like, yeah. when I go on Twitter, I just scroll, 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 or let something that is yeah. trending, like an actual thing that happened, that is literally trending, like, I can go and read on it. But, yeah. any, like, I just go through my tail, go, go, and that's all. But on Instagram I used to spend a lot of time on Instagram and I watch a lot of videos there and there's a time when
1: yeah.
0: I got tired of seeing posts from insta blog and all these other blogs like I, <laughs> I got I got I got tired of seeing everything and one day I like funny enough it's not just blogs not just negative news but even um, all these entrepreneurs all these yeah. motivational posts all these like I completely unfollowed every single one of them I only follow a very, 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 very few amount of people. And I'll come to that. But like I I unfollowed almost all of them. Now the Everything. people that I'm following, the reason why the reason why I followed them was because now going back to what I said, that when it comes to any aspect of your life, whether it's relationships or or marriage, if you're married, or business, yeah. or social media, or like any aspect of your life. There are plenty of information out there. But it's not left for you to choose which information you want to collect. Which one? Based based on the values that you have. And that is why I'm following the set of people I'm following. Like, if I follow this person and I see this thing has worked for this person, and I believe in what that person is talking about, I will follow the person because I want to keep hearing more. Like, there's someone I follow currently, and he has kind of grown to become a mentor of mine that he doesn't even okay. know that he's mentoring myself.
1: Yeah. But I, understand.
0: Like, but I came across his content. And I came across his content like sometime last year or last two years. Like I think it was during COVID that came across his page. And I noticed how like like he's one of those few people that I don't know if I probably you've probably heard him of him before Gary V, but okay. I came I came, I came across his content And I loved the way he talked about business, I loved the way he talked about life in general. He had had a very, very different mindset when it comes to how business and life works. And I resonated with it because, you know, he's talking about things like, you know, being kind, talking about, you know, hard work, he's talking about, um, um, empathy and, and using emotional intelligence when it comes to work. He's talking about things like, he talks about social media too, which is something I'm also interested in because um, in the digital marketing space, so that's the kind of space he's also into. He's talking about content creation and yeah. literally giving out value. Yeah. On that. And I was like, All of that. if there's anybody I've told I told, if, if there's anybody I told I want to listen to when it comes to business or content, I will listen to him. Why? Because he has always been on social yes. media right from when social media came out in 2008. He understands the game, and it's one that has produced results. Yeah. So he's the only one I feel I can be following when it comes to business and the kind of field i'm into
1: so yeah.
0: So, yeah. so i was the one that decided to follow him and and consume his content so when it comes to social media honestly anyone that is listening to me currently should just go and do like a follower or following audits and ask yourself some questions yeah. like why are you following this person like every single person i am following currently yes. on my yes. on my main page i i either know that person or i have a reason for following that person
1: reason for following right
0: like, so that's just it but now let's come down to the to the um to the last segment of this episode um okay. we talked about i know we talked about the person that had an issue earlier on the story you said something about yeah. the person going for therapy now, therapy is something yeah. that I've never I've, I've never gone for therapy before, but I've heard people say that therapy <clears throat> is expensive.
1: Okay. I've
0: heard people say that therapy yeah. is expensive, but I'm curious. Okay. And, and you also said too that there's some issues that we go through, that we don't process, or we don't talk about them,
1: Yeah.
0: and we just shun them. Yeah. So, yeah. wanted to ask first of all is, imagine you're talking to me now. Okay, let's say you're talking to me now at this point in my life. And I know that therapy is expensive, meaning that I can't go for therapy. What do you think are the steps I can take in order to be able to know or try to start processing some of the traumas or some of the things that I've gone through that I've kind of kept quiet or overlooked and moved on in my life? How do I tap into that space where I get to remember those things and, you know, start fixing them Mm -hmm. or start, you know, reflecting on them?
1: Okay. Um, First of all, I'll... I would want to note something. Um, there are different types of therapy, okay? There are different yeah. types of therapy. There's oral therapy. That has to do with um, talking where you get to talk to somebody and all of that. There's art therapy, the use of art. That was actually the one my cousin did. The use of art to express yourself. Yes, you usually have a guide every step of the way. You have a therapist assigned to you. Or a counsellor assigned to you every step of the way and then you have the um medical aspect of it use of drugs and other medical means involved so not all of them are actually that expensive however we thank god we now have organizations that are coming up passionately about the mental health thing i work with an ngo where i'm a counsellor actually and yeah. The services actually you can actually reach out to them, fill a form, they assign you to a counselor, and you can talk about all of these things. Okay, there are some um, organizations that um, they um, they request a call and they talk to you and all of that. So there are actually all those means available, just that many people don't know them, or even if they know them, the problem of speaking up. Is another thing. Many people just feel, no, I I can't come out to talk about it. So that first is an issue that needs to be tackled. You have to, first of all, convince yourself that, see, I need to talk about this thing. Because if you look at suicide, you just hear, you hear, you've heard, I don't know if, okay. I have heard countless of cases where um, they say, she was very fine. He's been doing really great. He never showed signs of this. He never did this. He never did that. She never did this. She never did that. And then next thing it is, oh, no. Oh, my God. RIP. Gone too soon. Then you hear people start getting all judgmental. And suicide is not the solution. All of this, all of this. But we we fail to consider that these people might have actually showed signs that we didn't take notice of. And then these people might have tried to talk to one or two persons that just brushed them off or they had not even come out to speak about what they were um, going through because the fear of stigma the fear of superstition the fear of um um getting taken, being taken for granted like i said and and that's the issue of the whole vulnerability thing. thing yes the whole superstition thing is another very great issue because Okay, I remember when I started as, uh, with my campaign, I ran a campaign for mental health. When yeah. I started after my cousin's issue, um, the cancer campaign, when I started that, I met somebody who I wanted his help to push a seminar that period. And the person happened, unfortunately, the person happened to be a professor at the university I was studying at. And this person told me, don't do this thing. People would take it as witchcraft and ah. we get that yes yes i that was the wow. first time but trust me down the lane we have i've come to experience other things like that you see some people who are suffering from certain form of uh, mental distress and they tell you hey eh, they have cursed him he did something bad wow. it is that team following him and <laughs> i am baffled but it is funny at the same time it is not funny okay it is funny at the yeah. same time it is not funny because now these people now just draw into their shell like, okay, you know what? I can't do this. I can't afford people thinking of me like this. I can't afford... Just understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, we understand yeah. that there is a spiritual side to us but then there is also a metaphysical side to us. So by the time we begin to mix up the whole thing it, it, it gets issues really, really complicated and all. So yeah. the first step is conviction personal conviction you have to tell yourself that okay i need help you have to realize that you need help and then you have to convince yourself that you need to go and seek for that help however you asked about um what people can do by themselves yes the whole idea of self-care like the aspect okay first of all let me um address that part of um um something happening and you not knowing about it till it comes up again later in life i would say don't force it like we necessarily do not know what could harm us that has gone into us like into our minds do you understand so by the time we begin to put pressure on ourselves that could even lead to something else I would say that okay when the thing comes up again when it's triggered or something like that that is when you can begin because you didn't know it's not your fault okay if initially it happened and you have this intuition that oh this is a this is probably something that could affect me later on. Address it. Addressing it could be as simple as talking to the person involved, the person that caused that thing to happen. Talking to the person or persons involved. Or talking to somebody that you feel can talk to that person. It could be as simple as that. It could be as simple as writing an anonymous letter to the person. If If the person is going to cause more harm if you speak up, it could be as simple as writing an anonymous letter. If it is an experience that is it has to do with maybe something you did that you feel you are at fault and or maybe you are the cause or something it could be as simple as sending a letter of love to yourself many people do it i do it sometimes i write to myself dear self dear center dear this and then um when that is already done you have that's one of the ways to tackle it um addressing the whole thing addressing people involved addressing yourselves and being grateful for whatever happened. I mean, there are things that happened to me, and I'll be like, it could have been worse. So I'm, I'm yeah. grateful that it is not that bad. And some that that act of gratitude just solves the whole thing. Some people just need to remind themselves that they're human. They're not perfect. Okay, so all of these things go into play. Yeah. However, um, self care tips for me would include one of the biggest and most effective self-care tips would be journaling unfortunately our society hasn't actually embraced the whole act of writing and everything but it is a very very massive tool when it comes to mental well-being the act of writing yeah you get up in the morning write what you're grateful for write what you um want to achieve that day you come back in the evening write out your experiences now what it does that some people don't understand is as you write you're actually playing everything over again okay and then yeah. there are there there are there's an opportunity to now see those times when you should actually feel grateful for what happened or feel um not so bad about everything that happens do you understand so the whole idea of journaling is a very big tool. You are angry when you when you are angry and you write. You actually in your mind you you can actually tell how you sound by reading it again, and it's a means of expression, and yeah. it's one of the best means of expression because you are telling yourself. Okay, it's like and soli- um, soliloquy. You are telling yourself. It's it is in writing but it is to yourself so as you're writing you're reading after you finish writing you're still reading again you cannot uh, okay um even health anger management journaling is a very good anger management tool oh so if i should have said it like this this is how i would sound and then you cannot you feel eased out trust me the whole idea of writing actually puts you at ease some people would rather do um voice voice clips they just record on their phone they scream at themselves yeah. they, themselves they do everything but at the end of it there's always the result of ease they feel better they feel relieved there's always this Ooh. so that's one generally we need to inculcate the habit of writing on a daily basis the second one is i, I would actually um, recommend is gratitude gratitude exercises ex- exercises of gratitude from time to time just tell yourself, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that, and grateful for this, and because like I said, it could get worse, it could have been worse, but it's not. So you have to be grateful for that in there. Grateful for the chance yeah. to do this again, grateful for this. Just being grateful. The mind has this thing, it has this thing that um happens when I don't, I don't know how to explain it per se but when you when you lean when you're grateful you're actually leaning on the positive side you can't be grateful for something bad, and it's it has this positive um feedback your mind receives when you're pondering on positivity begets positivity so one when, when you're um, pondering on the positive your mind is relating to all that energy and everything.
0: Right. So you only talk about like the second or you talked about journaling, you've talked about gratitude. So
1: gratitude, yeah. Um okay you could also you could employ the arts. Now art therapy many people don't understand the whole concept of arts therapy. Everything you do, yeah, everything you do on your own, apart from the medical and all of that, is as uh, is to, is geared at a expression okay sometimes the mind just needs an outlet so once you express yourself on certain things you actually pick up from there you can you might not get um complete um what's the word you might not get completely um you might not get a complete solution to your mental distress at that point but it's a gradual process okay even with the medical therapy thing once you start taking drugs it doesn't happen once You have to, like, go over the doses and everything. So it's a gradual process. So there is the um, use of arts. Some people go, some people take drawing classes or sessions. They just draw. Some people paint. Some people do um, karaoke. Some people sing and all of that. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Some people go into the drama space. They start acting and that is their own form of expression some people dance dance is actually one of of all the arts. dance is one of the most recommended because um apart from being expressive you're also exercising yourself so it, in, it involves every part of your body you're moving your muscles are put under some sort of work they're put to work and all of that so it's it's it comes in highly recommended as far as um mental distress is concerned so go for dance classes take painting classes sing if you just sing in your bathroom i know i I know i do that a lot (laughs) so you in your bathroom however you feel free you want to do it go ahead and do it and then um the another one i want to recommend is um talking to someone we all need somebody to lean on yes it could be difficult you can't find someone to talk to just um to look wise okay talk to yourself but then some people will just see you as oh okay she's creepy she's weird and all of that but it works it works the whole act of talking works um get attuned to nature all right visit gardens go to green fields Sometimes some people just need to scream. They go to a football field and they just scream. And after that, they tell you, I feel good. They're not lying. It's, <laughs> it's crazy, but they actually feel good because that's their own uh, form of expression that works for them. So sometimes people need to try all of these things. Go, well, go in where a, in a place
0: involved. like In a place like Nigeria, if someone's just screaming, <laughs> you left.
1: I I understand. <laughs> I know, right? But well, you could you could some people um, some people devise other means some people scream into water, some people scream in a corpse. some people tell you there are different ways. Just find what works for you, I guess. <laughs> so, um attune yourself yeah. in nature. Attune yourself mm-hmm. in nature. Go to places with plenty of trees. I know now in our era it's difficult to find that, but I believe there are still some people because um, areas that have a lot of trees actually have cleaner air yes experience for people that are uh, anxious when you're anxious the exposure to air and clean air cannot be over exercise so before that job interview before that presentation if you can get access to like like um green lands, like climb with trees and everything just walk cross and everything breathe take your breathing ex- exercise inhale exhale there are also other means like um um the use of um herbs, yeah, the use of herbs, the use of scents, the use the whole baiting ritual thing. When I mean ritual, I don't mean like voodoo ritual. <laughs> I mean like <laughs> um yeah, bathing could actually be a really helpful relaxation self-care or rather. Permit me to use all the English. So bathing in the evening, especially when you bathe with um Stuff like um baking salts, um, you have candles lighted, you have all of those things, you have scents, rose petals. No, now there's beautiful yeah. things. Like <laughs> you surround yourself with beautiful yeah. things, you feel beautiful. So that's the whole idea. So, yes, yeah, these are some of the things that people can actually do to actually help them. Then also going off your phone, getting enough sleep. I mean, especially. During that time, that bedtime, people need to learn to drop their phones, yeah, because the blue light just affects our brains and everything, and it could be very, very crazy. Yeah. Some people tell you take a lot of green tea, it helps. Yeah, there are helps. There are there are stress teas and the rest of them that actually help. So yeah, these these are like few of them. Could continue, probably not really, there sure. Yeah, these I, I, I think I think
0: yeah yeah I think to just summarize the whole thing, I think when it comes right. to you know. You know, dealing with stress or anxiety, or overthinking yeah. or being overwhelmed. I think it all goes down to finding out what works for you.
1: For you,
0: some people. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, a that they own is eating. Like you just go and buy food. And true. Eat. True.
1: That's but how the they deal with stress. Yes. But why it's not advisable is that um there are eating disorders. Okay. There are eating disorders. True. It's it's a mental problem. Yes. So you want to be careful okay i for one um there are some things i like to take when i'm stressed they help me relieve. they help they help me ease out they bring me relief but i have to be careful not to take too much of it or get addicted to it do you understand yeah. so in such cases you have to be careful do it's a matter of doing everything in moderation okay it's a matter of doing everything Just, same thing with drug abuse there are some people that i tell you when they take drugs they feel better There are some countries that have actually legalized what we call hard drugs. But they didn't legalize those drugs for um, um, unprescribed use. Everything boils down to moderation, okay? You have to... And drug abuse is like a big mental... is a big mental-related problem on its own. Because if you look at it, I I feel like drug abuse is the only... um, it's the only mental um, issue that goes two ways. It could be a trigger and it could be a result. All right. It could yeah. be a trigger and it could be a result. You could you could be very, very fine and everything, and then you start taking certain drugs. Some drugs may not even be considered hard drugs. Perhaps when I mean very fine, like mentally okay, you have you're very fine upstairs due to some. Um, physical problem, illness, and the rest of them. You have prescribed drugs, and you get addicted, and that's already a mental problem. Okay. However, you could be yeah. suffering from depression, and then you find out that oh, when I take this kind of drug, I just feel good. I'm on cloud ninety five, and the rest of them. So it could be a trigger, and <laughs> yeah, it could be a trigger. And at the same time, you have to be careful because it could leads to it could be a end result
0: of the mental problems. well you, uh, like everything you said like i feel this episode is long but at the same time it has a lot of information for anybody yeah, I and agree. that's why I, like and that's why i wanted this episode to be the first so that going into the year yeah. everyone can try to look for different ways to handle the mental stress that's going to come yes. because it's going to surely come you can't just live life not going yeah. through any kind of mental stress it's going to surely come but start figuring out ways that works for you you system. know on how you can handle that mental stress if yeah. like uh you've listened to tinta she has given a lot of suggestions <laughs> but at the same time you can you can still keep experimenting with other things too because mm-hmm. i also feel like sometimes all some these things that you know helps you uh, relieve you know that mental stress some of them might be things that you actually genuinely love doing so you can also look at the things yeah. that you really love doing the things that
1: no um, yes. That
0: you when you do them, it completely distracts you from Obviously. you know
1: yes, yes,
0: from you know, all the mental stress, but don't confuse it. Let's let what you're using to deal with your mental stress not end up turning into a mask. <laughs> because sometimes
1: True. people
0: um, use those things to cover like like when you talk about someone going to a particular problem. So put I go to a problem and go ahead and start taking drugs to forget that problem or to use drugs, or to use their own mental... Because it might not be only drugs, or to use whatever thing that they used to use when trying to deal with the mental stress, to turn that into a coping mechanism. So, guys, you need to understand that, look, when you're having a problem, you have a problem. It's different from just being stressed Mm out. When you have a problem, you have a problem. So, no matter the amount of uh, activities that you do to deal with it, if you don't deal with the problem, or face the problem in the face to talk about that problem, or to process it, whatever thing you're doing is just a copy mechanism because when you're done doing that thing you go back to your bed sleep and wake up the next morning and remember that you're still in that same situation so (laughs) it is always very important to understand that look if you're going through a problem try to process that issue and i think you talked about that talking to somebody um um, you know i think talking to somebody is like the best and yeah you talked about journaling too i think those two are also very very important because some people that yeah. like for me I, I i have never imagined myself sitting down writing dear dear <laughs> diary oh my god it, it, like i don't even i don't even imagine yeah, some people take. i feel
1: <laughs> some people actually um take uh, uh they feel like it's a better option that's the whole idea of um, just talk to yourself or record the sound clip and everything <laughs> you don't want yeah. to dear diary yeah. you can just Good <laughs> your phone and
0: or yeah, be like, yeah <laughs> like like i think like sometimes sometimes it's funny enough when i'm going through or when i'm at a, I'm, I'm at this space of being anxious or overthinking because those are things i deal with a lot anxiety and being an overthinker it's serial one for that matter when i'm in that space sometimes it's either i just go offline completely shut shut out social media ah, Actually, yes, the, yes. But, but, but it depends on the situation if, this, if the situation i'm having is because of maybe content i'm consuming online or the news and all these things i completely shut out mm-hmm. but if it's about an issue that is happening physically sometimes i'm like, go ahead to call somebody yeah. and talk to the person and most of the time when i'm talking to that person is either a solution comes in or i just feel comfortable at the end of the conversation yeah so I think everybody just needs to understand what works for them. Like me myself, I've actually tried writing before, but when I'm writing, I'm like I'm I'm like, what, <laughs> what is happening here? Like, what's going on here? I've tried writing before, but it didn't it didn't really work for me. I tried typing, it didn't really work for me, right. but I couldn't realize that what actually works for me is me talking to somebody. Like even talking to myself, like just having a conversation with myself, sometimes that even someone it sometimes it doesn't really work. Until I've spoken to somebody, and it's so funny how I'm. It's so funny how I'm. Another think about the same time, I know how to be very vulnerable with someone I'm very close to. I can literally express myself where I'm be like, "Look, this was going on, and this how I'm feeling about this thing." So, I feel that's something that everybody just to understand. Try to understand what works for you. Try to understand, you know, um, how you deal with this particular thing. It's very, very important. There's so many other things that we could talk about. Like, if you want to start talking about all the different areas of mental health. We can sit down here to talk midnight talking about this. But I think for me, my, for me, my closing remarks or my closing remark on this whole topic today is this. When it comes to your mental health, what affects your mental health is what you take in.
1: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, there are some things that we cannot control, but for the things that you can control, control it. Now you can't control the kind of family you get born into. You can't control the kind of school. <laughs> oh, so, so, to some extent, you might be able to control the kind of school you go into.
1: Go
0: to, so some in, extent you can also control the kind of workplace you get into. But at the end of the day, you can control the kind of friends you have. Some people, some people's issues, the kind of friends that they have around them, they're so toxic. Yeah. Some people is, is is the person that you're, you're in a your relationship with. You can control those things. You can control your exposure to the internet, the kind of content you read, the kind of music you listen to, the kind of movies or documentaries, or whatever you watch, the kind of news you watch or read. Control the things you can control, because it's... What affects your mental health is what you're taking in. Your ears, your eyes, those are the senses that bring information. All your senses bring information, but those are the two main things that bring information, your ears. And your eyes. It's like imagine if you're walking on your street, your estate gate, and you're just walking past someone that says something like, uh, on my head, too, that people are killing somebody at the estate gate. They're not talking to you, but you yeah. pass them and heard it. You might not even want to walk yeah. there again. You yeah. just turn back to your house because you've heard something. They're not talking to you directly, but you've heard it. So we need to guard our eyes, guard our ears, guard the information that we bring in from the music you listen to, the kind of people you listen to, so that you will not get to the point where you become so anxious or so overwhelmed. And at the same time try to get to the point where you become vulnerable some people are so bad at vulnerability to the point that they can't even be real with them with their own selves like this whole phase of journaling or talking about journaling some people might not be able to do it just because they can't even be real when journaling on their own diary that no other person is seeing, because of how much they've tried to guard themselves or they've tried to hold themselves from even expressing themselves so you have to be vulnerable in any in any means of expressing yourself when it comes to any kind of issue you are dealing with vulnerability is a major 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 um trait that you must have in that way to express yourself so i just feel like these are the last words i can give on this are there any, are there any is there anything you want to say um
1: you probably said. Everything. I just, I would just, what I'll just add is that we need to understand that, in as much as um, that um, term, that saying, "health is wealth," we need to understand that our mental health is a big part of that wealth. Like we have to keep it safe. We have to keep it guarded at every time, and it's very, very important that we find out what triggers us and what works for us in terms of self-care. Yes, so that's
0: it. So um, I hope everyone listening. First of all, again, I'm sorry, because I'm very sure that there there, there's a lot of um, network problems on this episode. Doesn't pass, yeah. I not fully here, or doesn't pass that will be cut. But to everyone that listened to this point, I'm very, very grateful. I hope you understood every single thing that was talked about on this episode. And um, since I'm also very grateful to you. Reaching out to me on this, <laughs> and
1: Ain't you know, make
0: yourself available to talk about this topic, and I think we'll still talk about this some other time again, to Definitely. because I feel like this topic is something that should be talked about once and just yeah. um, stopped. Like I feel something that should be talked about constantly, continuously, because there's so many areas of our lives that affect our mental health, and I think all those areas need to be talked about and. Awareness needs to be made on each of those areas. So um, I'm very, very grateful. Is there anything that you would want to plug us into? Is there anything you are doing currently? Is there anything that you want us to maybe follow um, or something?
1: Okay, for now, um, not necessarily. For now, not necessarily. I'm actually doing... Um, I'm trying to create awareness as much as possible using podcasts, social media and the rest of them. But hopefully... Yeah. Um, like I said, I run a campaign, the cancer campaign, K-A-N-S-A. Yes. Okay. Um, it stands for Kick Against Neglect of Schizoagony, because my cousin suffers schizoaffectivity. So, but schizo in this case, I use schizo as like a general term for mental disorders and anything. So yeah. the cancer campaign is something I had to hold on, but I'm going back like full time right now. So Yes, I just want people to watch out for that. Um, it's actually um, creating awareness for mental health and then also trying to drive um, self-care using arts and other simple means of therapy as affordable means of therapy. So yes, just watch out for the cancer campaign and then watch out for me on any space. So yes, basically yeah. that would be it. Yes.
0: Yeah. So and, and guys, every single details um of our social media um page will be all linked in description so you can follow her and also yes. you know keep up to know when she eventually launches this campaign so you can support her in any way you can yeah. and like i said i'm very very grateful to you um thank you i'm grateful to thank you for bringing me podcast. on <laughs>
1: thank
0: you yeah thank you